All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jordan's already on it. I've already on it. <laughs> this is the Heart is the Muscle podcast, and boom, boom. This is the beginning of season four. 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 Quattro. Quattro. What are we going to talk about in this first episode in season four, Jordan? We talk about what season four is going to be all about. And then we talk about our story, how we met, oh. just so everybody can get kind of up to date on that. Yep. And then we get into some really good shit around loneliness and relationships. So many people are feeling lonely in a relationship. We had a moment uh, not too long ago where we were realizing how lonely we were feeling. Mm -hmm. We get vulnerable about that. Good shit. Yep. So stay to the end because Jordan's got not one, not two, but like five extra That's things to true. share. Yeah, we keep about... closing. We kept closing it. I was like, wait, no, one more, one more. <laughs> so watch all the way to the end and we will see you there. See you at the end. All right, everybody. It is time to kick off a new season of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. New season, who dis? New season. Uh, so we're on location here out in the chilly winter because apparently winter's still here. In California. Yeah, we thought California, it was sunny down here, but now it's just the frigid south. <laughs> <laughs> the frigid south. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been so funny. People, it's been like kind of rainy down here, and everybody's talking about unsafe what unsafe weather conditions and shit like that. Right. We're like, guys, guys, it's just rainy. <laughs> there we go. It feels it feels good to feel so superior, doesn't it? I mean, that's every day for me. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. So, uh, this is the Heart as a Muscle podcast. You have tuned into the right place. Don't adjust your screen because you're watching us. And uh, we're here to help you with your relationships, but we are so excited because now season four has arrived and we are doing this. Oh, yeah. I guess we, we need to explain that, like, when we say we're in the frigid cold and that kind of stuff, it's because we have a YouTube channel, y'all. Right. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening to the podcast, we are recording this with our faces on our YouTube channel. If you, the link to that YouTube channel is on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. So if you have not gone to our Patreon and pledged your support for $5, then uh, you $5. should go there right away because season four is where we're really going to turn it up. We're going live on YouTube. We're going live on Spotify. We're going live everywhere because we want to bring this to the masses. Yeah. We've heard too much good feedback of people. Fixing their relationships with the Heart as a Muscle podcast. So we just got to spread the word. Yep, that's right. And um, you don't have to like join Patreon to watch us on YouTube. I'm just saying that's where the link is. So go to patreon.com slash the heart is a muscle. That's where you will find all of our links. That's also where you're going to find links to follow us, links to work with us, mm -hmm. links to our book, all that kind of good shit. Mm -hmm. It's on our Patreon. All kinds of good shit. Yep. So. Season four is underway. What happened during season three? We... Season three was a hot mess. Yeah. Well, oh, the I, podcast I thought... wasn't a hot mess, no, but we were. But we were. <laughs> the podcast was pretty crystal. Yeah. I think the yeah. Pod... I, we had some great episodes in season three, actually, I will say. Um, but yeah, I saw something on Instagram too that's like, you're not a hot mess. You're a spicy disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, like all of us, humans trying to make it in this world relationship stuff happened 
business stuff happened mm-hmm. man so much stuff happened and we fucking moved in the middle did. of season three didn't we, we? or did we I start think, season three when we got here? i think season three was okay when we moved down yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you've been with us for the first chapter of our big move yep and uh what was what was going on? Oh, your Saturn return is is coming. Oh, to it's coming too. to an end. Fucking finally, yeah, you tell, guys. Tell everyone about the Saturn return. The Saturn return. <laughs> so um Saturn is, is in like when you're born, Saturn is in a, the certain uh <laughs> I gotta I gotta not like watch myself as I'm doing this, but anyway, okay. Saturn is in a place in the sky when you are born. And then when you are around like 29 or 30, Saturn goes all the way around and returns to that same place in the sky. Saturn is the planet of, uh, you're going to grow up now. Mm-hmm. Saturn's Saturn, your daddy. Saturn's your daddy. <laughs> uh, He's about to throw you in the lake. And yeah. You swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. So like, uh, very often people experience like significant blow-ups in their lives transitions in their lives during their Saturn return because it's meant to separate you from everything that is no longer serving you and get you oriented toward the path that you're going to be spending the rest of your life on mm-hmm. um and and get you oriented toward yeah your your own power and it's like not kind in the way not always kind in the ways that it That's how shows you your big daddy out of Saturn is he's not kind nice. yeah Mm-hmm. you want to change your life <laughs> no it's it's like it. yeah i'm gonna change it for you <laughs> see how you do yeah during my Saturn return uh fucking well right before it i quit my job six months after that got a divorce mm-hmm. well my marriage fell apart and then six months after that my divorce was finalized that's kind of so really you didn't have the hardest muscle podcast to listen to to fix that shit right yeah i I didn't well it yeah i know there's no way Mm -hmm. maybe maybe there's something fourth dimensional about that i can try oh absolutely yeah if you could take this podcast and give it to your past self when your marriage was i don't know i think i it it would self-delete because then we wouldn't meet yeah exactly So I honestly, I think I made the best decision. Yeah. So marriage. time travel wise, the hardest muscle podcast is not going to help you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So but future wise. Not well. It really is going to help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, got a divorce. Then fucking the pandemic happened. Sent between well, my divorce. That happened in between that too, right? You? Yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> You, I met Joseph. Maybe we should go over our story again at some uh, point. Yeah, let's go over our story to start season four. Yeah, okay. Let's let's give them like the brief, the brief version of that. <laughs> because if they want the long version, I think we went on off for two episodes about it. But uh, I've been married before. It was a seven year relationship. Found out he had been cheating on me most of our marriage. I still don't even know the full extent of that because I just accepted that i will never know so um got a divorce there's so much nuance that i can go on to about that it wasn't because he cheated that i got a divorce but that just kind of anyway played its role yep that's played its role um got a divorce saw this sexy guy in my toastmasters class (laughs) i have never been married came close a few times but realized that that was a terrible decision and so 
my prior story to Toastmasters where we met was I was fancy free. I think I don't know exactly the period of time, but I think it was about two or three years, years yeah. of uh, spreading my wild oats. Gentleman of fortune. Gentleman of fortune, extremely. Uh, I served nobody but myself and it had its ups and downs. But then joined Toastmasters and... Oh, is, sorry, is Zoom using the right mic? Yeah, okay. it is. Okay, cool. Trust me. The studio okay, is prime. That's another thing for season four. We've gone through a couple of studios here with the the Hardest and Muscle podcast, but season four studio, we'll have to put up some some stuff on the Patreon because oh yeah, we should nice. some behind the scenes so they can see us. Yeah, yeah, this is a green screen behind us. No, now. it's not. We oh, are oh, literally sorry, yeah. on a frozen lake right yeah. now. Yeah, that's you right. know. <laughs> yeah, it's so chill chills. So, Toastmasters. Yeah, so we, I had joined Toastmasters about three months before I knew I was going to get a divorce because I wasn't sure. And so Joseph was in Toastmasters and I was like, man, do not keep imagining him without a shirt on, Jordan. Like, get your shit together. We don't know what we're going to do yet. But then as soon, well, yeah, so I was like pretty cold to you. You were very, very like not interested. You you definitely were throwing out that, uh, that vibe of, um, I, figured, I also wasn't wearing my ring. No, either. see, that was the thing back in those days. That was the first thing when I saw someone attractive. Uh, I would check to see if they had a ring, and you did not. I did not. But I figured you had probably a boyfriend or a relationship because you did not show any interest. And I was like, well, we'll see about this. Uh-huh. This one might take a little while, but it was well, well worth it because I remember the first time you walked in, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> who is that? You know, it's one of those things when you start something new and you're like, maybe this will be the place that I'll meet someone really great. And then it turns out to be true. And you're like, oh, wow, there's that really great person I've been like Mm kind of hoping and wishing would come along. Mm -hmm. It took a few took a few months. Yeah, well, because I was not I just decided within myself I was not going to get anybody else involved until I decided what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I wanted to decide because it was something like that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. because I had feelings for somebody else or whatever. So, um, yeah, then once I decided, what did I do? Well, it started very casually mm-hmm. where you actually like made contact with me. And uh, w- during Toastmasters, you give speeches and then everyone claps a lot and they write you little notes and critiques on these little baby uh, sheets of paper. And I don't think you had ever written anything for me, but you wrote a little thing that said, fantastic job. With a smiley face. With a little smiley face. And I was like, all right, it's on. There's signs of life here. And you had that up on your desk, didn't you? I pasted that. Yeah, the place I was working, I pasted that right on the bottom of my monitor. Oh, so I saw my it all God. The time. I was like, oh, that makes oh, me yeah. so happy. Yeah. I think we still have that somewhere. We do somewhere. And it didn't take long from that that they had to, like, elect officials for the club. Oh, God, <laughs> I got roped into that shit. So you joined as an official, so I was like, hmm, <laughs> perhaps I will also become an official <laughs> in some manner. And that way I can get more time to be close to you and work my magic. And it, <laughs> it didn't take long. I think it was, like, a couple weeks after that, we had our summer get together with the club 
and uh, you had been showing signs of life and being a little bit more friendly, and you sat next to me a few times, and we had exchanged some casual words. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm... you let me borrow your pen once or twice. <laughs> of course, I did. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in my mind, I was like, "All right, this is progressing very steadily. We'll give it like we'll give it a couple more weeks, and then maybe I'll ask her out just to just to see." Didn't want to rush it. And uh, at our company picnic. Uh, which was, you know, lame clubs picnic, (laughs) but we, uh, we were chatting it up and having a good time. And then you pieced out and I had actually something that I was going to be doing later in the evening. So I think I was, I didn't piece out on that one. I that's well, Well, as far as I was concerned, I thought we had already made plans to grab a drink afterwards. Yeah. But well, when you left and I left and then it was like, let's go get a drink. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I asked you if you wanted to get a drink at McMinimins. Oh, McMinimins. Yeah. So went and... to the local watering hole and started to have a pretty great little date. It was easy. It was super easy was and, super fun. and fun. Just like really open and actually pretty vulnerable to start with. Well, yeah, it was me. Yeah. And... uh then as we were kind of wrapping things up, <laughs> you uh, put your offer on the table. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, I'm going to be straight up about this. I'm not going to try to hide anything. I was like, look, I'm going through a divorce right now. I'm just looking to have a good time. Like, if you want to Netflix and chill sometime. Or then we talked about your bike. I was like, yeah, oh, I had a motorcycle at the time. Cycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the first time I wrapped my arms around you on your mm-hmm. motorcycle and felt your abs. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It was su- like my like sweet woman. My body had such like a like a visceral response to that. Yeah, that was magic. That was the oh, next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the next day. That was but, the next day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because you had something to do. I thought I... for sure we were going to fuck that night. <laughs> I was like, nobody is going to like turn me down. You're like, I have plans. I was yeah. like, what? yeah wow okay to, uh, yeah you know, i know i guess you did i, I was being very honest with you i was just like well uh i had not expected this in the least and especially not this like grand proposal and i really was at a point where i was like man am i making a mistake and i was like well i've chosen to be honest with people these days and so i'm going to be honest with this person and see where it leads me and i think assume- i thought it was actually low-key sexy well, yeah, I mean... That you kept to your commitments? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's like that. All right, okay. Making me wait for it. But I think it was not like five or ten minutes after I jumped in my car and gotten in a way that I was like texting you like, yeah. hey, I'm free tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't I pick you up? Why don't you come over and we'll go for a motorcycle ride? Uh, <laughs> yep. So that's what I did. Yeah, and that was awesome. I think you came around noon. Uh, it was a beautiful sunny day and pulled the bike out and there you were and man you were looking good in like these little daisy duke shorts and a little crop top yep. all snazzed up and i was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like the rest is history here the rest are. is very history um so yeah yeah so that's how we met everybody welcome yeah. to season four and in between then and now, we have discovered probably the best tools and tricks and methodologies to make relationships last because, man, this one's going all the way. 
God, again and again and again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's still really awesome. Like, it just keeps it getting just better. It just keeps getting better. I don't know how. I didn't know oh, it I could know. be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it could be like this, but it does just keep getting better. And, like, we sometimes watch our own podcast episodes and we're like, that was really good advice. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this is, to me, like, the advice part is the boring part. I don't really... I mean, yeah, I care about giving people advice, I guess. But like what I'm more interested in is showing y'all behind the fucking scenes of when we have vulnerable conversations, because I feel like that is where a lot of the value of this podcast is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the our three main accolades are that it's raw, it's real and it's relatable because yep. this is real life here, people. Uh, and. We're going to talk about some actual shit today. We're not just going to reminisce and uh, wax poetic on where we've been and how far we've come. That was pretty fun, though. Oh, it is always fun. It's always good to start off the a new season with kind of how far you've come because yeah, season three so far and season three got into some advanced stuff. Um, yeah, the divine feminine mirror. Yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing we'll be covering a lot of that stuff again because as we grow and as we are expanding the platform here. Uh, mm -hmm. We need to make sure everyone can get a bite. So you can check out season three, just the audio on Spotify. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff there. Mm -hmm. But let's get into today's topic, which uh, may seem like a real left-hand turn bummer, but is a very, very important thing and something that we have been going through in the past two weeks almost. Yeah, um, pretty significantly. And that is loneliness in relationships. Yeah, it's something that's not really talked about that much in relationships. Mm -hmm. Be because I'm willing to bet most people in relationships feel some element of loneliness as well. Mm -hmm. Because there are certain things in life that you just have to face alone, too. Mm -hmm. There that is like part of your healing journey or your growth journey or your hero's journey mm -hmm. is there are some dragons that like you've got to face alone mm -hmm. and that's how you build your confidence but uh we can forget that in relationships and we can just get so used to the day-to-day -day or the status quo that we don't even realize how lonely we're feeling or how lonely our partner might be feeling yeah i think that's the the thing that can really create connection between people is when you take the time to uh, really appreciate if your partner is in a lonely place mm -hmm. because like you said the day-to-day -day, you know you're doing your thing you're getting your routines you're you know high-fiving each other in the hallways you pass by and that's about all the interaction slapping each other's butts slapping each other in the ass every once in a while you know brushing your teeth next to each other sleeping next to each other but a lot of the times we can kind of after a while in relationship get really stuck in our routines and forget the small things that keep you connected and it can get lonely and unfortunately it happens really kind of slowly and invasively subtly. and subtly mm -hmm. uh and if you don't kind of keep track of that then you're you become just these kind of two you become roommates basically mm -hmm. um like one of the things that I think most people start to recognize first when like loneliness creeps into a relationship is that your sex life kind of dries up mm -hmm. and you're like, why aren't we having sex? And it's like, well, cause I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was also going to say, um, 
that this is kind of the trifecta of like uh adding resentment into there too so if you're starting yep. to feel lonely or if you're starting to feel resentful there's probably an element where you're feeling lonely in the mm -hmm. relationship as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the early warning signs you know this is like so, yeah so much advice for me. if you see these signs in your partner brochure yeah <laughs> Here's our pamphlet on loneliness yeah. <laughs> and relationship. If you see these warning signs, talk to your uh, Heart as a Muscle podcast podcaster. <laughs> Host. Host. Mm -hmm. We are both. But yeah, when, I mean, sex life kind of drawing up mm -hmm. is one of those things. And really what that is, is the like sexual polar magnetism between you is, is evaporating because mm -hmm. you're kind of focusing your energies even your masculine and feminine energies just in opposite directions mm -hmm. you're not turning those magnets toward each other anymore oh that's a great way of putting it i know masculine and feminine polarity like relationships right there that's that's one place that's to all start. you need to know that's all you need to know we're done <laughs> uh but sex life drying up that can be one thing and to broker that conversation again of like hey <laughs> how come we're not having sex anymore you need to be you need to come with a lot of compassion and not a, a lot of judgment and like uh accusations of like what the fuck what's wrong with you why are you why, why aren't are you, you doing your duty yeah why aren't you why are you so like barren <laughs> why are you frigid all of a sudden yeah oh man <laughs> frigid <laughs> But uh, sometimes you have to ask that question of, and we even get to that point sometimes where, you know, an episode we had where we uh, called it uh, being in doo-doo mode, where you're just oh. like going, 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 going. That can be another thing that leads to loneliness yeah. and yeah. where you can just kind of ask that question of like, hey, you know, we haven't had sex in like a week and some change. Like, is everything okay? You, are you in doo-doo mm -hmm. mode or are you? Am I in doo-doo mode? Am I do in doo-doo mode? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, early warning sign number one, sex life getting dry. Mm -hmm. What's early warning sign number two? You're starting to feel resentment. Resentment is growing. Mm -hmm. And like resentment is one of those things that you have to reflect on in yourself of, am I feeling resentful towards my partner? Because whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. But mm -hmm. if you're feeling that those like for men, especially it's kind of these fantasies of like oh the grass is greener if i was mm -hmm. you know doing this or maybe i should kind of cut and run because then i'd be free and, mm -hmm. and be able to do whatever i want so uh, when those women have those too yeah mm -hmm. there you go if uh yeah resentment early yeah. warning sign number two don't ignore it. Yeah. Okay. But, and I think I like what you mentioned too, is like when you are, when you have fantasies of like getting out or cutting and running mm -hmm. or whatever, that's a sign. That's also a sign of loneliness. Yes. Because resentment to me is more like um, criticizing your partner, like mm -hmm. in your head, mm -hmm. but like, oh, I can't say anything. So I'll just keep this to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like brooding about the things that your partner mm -hmm. isn't doing right. Yeah. When you start to notice like tiny things that, to anybody else wouldn't matter but mm -hmm. they start to really drive you up the wall that's that's a layer lower of a, an yeah. early warning sign of resentment yeah you know mm -hmm. nitpicking the shit out of each other yeah mm -hmm. so but yes you're correct warning sign number three is fantasizing about some whack like 
alternate universe yeah and i mean not not that all fantasy is wrong i think like that's just gonna be a part of every relationship at some you know at some point that's just a part of our parts being human you know but like speaking for my own past experience this is where i catch myself in this where you're creating this like fantasy world that honestly when you take a step back and you're just like none of that would actually happen (laughs) like yeah because you kind of you kind of start to create this fantasy around like what you what you want your life to be and all the things you're going to do and like the person you're going to be and then you're going to like go out and whatever score with chicks or something like that Mm -hmm. and like you step back and you're like I wouldn't that would never happen (laughs) (laughs) and like that wouldn't be that fun um but yes Mm -hmm. fantasizing about alternate realities early warning sign number three any other good early warning uh, signs for loneliness um kind of when the relationship starts to feel exhausting yeah i would mm-hmm. say or or yeah like where you just feel extra exhausted in the relationship mm-hmm. yeah where to me that really comes through when like the relationship of like interacting with someone becomes really exhausting yeah or like or like super unfulfilling like it just makes me feel worse like Mm -hmm. when you feel worse when you're like talking with your partner about something than when you keep it to yourself that's a sign that there's Mm -hmm. some loneliness in there that Mm -hmm. some some need isn't being met all of these by the way like may or may not equal loneliness for you but there probably is an unmet need for Mm -hmm. you that's not Mm -hmm. being met if you're feeling this yeah we'll we'll cut it there so Sex life going dry. We, we should have a whole other episode on fantasies and stuff too, because I want to talk about our our heart center, how we have salvation fantasies of like the perfect person coming to mm-hmm. save us too. So, but that's a whole other episode. So, teasing coming that. soon mm-hmm. on season four. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sex life going dry, resentment growing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fantasies are brewing, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, yeah just exhaustion of being in the same space with someone (laughs) yeah well and and like maybe we can also give uh, a practical example of what we were going through and we can and I'd like to ask you like more of what you were feeling during that time but um I'd kind of like to share my my epiphany that I had all right about kind of how all of this started well first of all I finally fucking figured it out my my three parts my enneagram type three parts which are like my achieving parts my very competent parts finally figured out that relationships matter more than anything else and that that's why we're here yeah (laughs) and that we like can't do this shit alone Mm -hmm. and that we need each other's and god damn i like it's crazy i had been living my whole life mostly viewing relationships just based on like like what I got out of them or what I could get out of them and like if I if they were feeling like dead weight or something I would just like leave and that also there's shit with trauma and dad stuff there too because there's relationships that I legit had to just leave Mm -hmm. and yeah but um anyway now I'm just realizing my three parts are like oh damn like relationships matter more than efficiency wow (laughs) yeah they do yes um and so it made me like really 
kind of put myself in your shoes more because you've been having a hard time with at your job and stuff like it's been a particularly hard time lately mm -hmm. and um it's not that I wasn't like listening to you or wasn't like there for you or wasn't we weren't talking about it often but like I just didn't really didn't really like fully put myself in your shoes mm -hmm. and then when I did I was like man he's gotta be lonely Mm-hmm. He's gotta feel be feeling really lonely. And so I remember I came and I asked you if you were feeling lonely. And you were like, like it's not like something you were like, yeah, I'm feeling lonely, but you were you were like thinking about it. <laughs> about you time like, you fucking mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but you were like, Yeah, you know, you know what? Like I am feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. This is lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, loneliness can sometimes be kind of tricky to identify from a male perspective too often like we're taught that like you're not allowed to be lonely you're that's that just doesn't compute if you're lonely you're then, supposed to be alone yeah, you're, you're supposed, supposed to be the lone wolf. you're supposed to like be totally fine in solitude mm -hmm. yeah that's a bunch of horseshit mm -hmm. um and so it can be hard to recognize loneliness because you it gets conflated with like how oh, there's some like problem i have to solve here there's some thing that I need to adjust or there's something I need to fix when really it's uh, more just the awareness of there's something that's not quite in alignment. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a lot of the times this is where the feminine can super help the masculine because the masculine can just be looking around for like the fucking problem. They're like, where is this fucking problem? and the feminine can say hey like why don't you come back over here and let's figure out what's wrong first before mm -hmm. you start looking to like solve the problem oh damn like, you don't even know what so the problem is good. you're looking for it but like you know you're you looking don't even know what you're looking yeah. for <laughs> you're looking in this like bag of marbles over here and you don't even know which marble you're looking for mm -hmm. and yeah so when you asked me was i lonely there was this kind of overwhelming truth that came forward it was just like yeah you know what that is the right word mm -hmm. that is the right word mm -hmm. and for me you know relationships expand or extend beyond just romantic relationships and for me it was a lot of yeah work relationships my relationship to my work mm -hmm. the things that i do uh for a living uh the people that i work with and yeah, I was able to really let a lot of that start to churn and process. And yeah, it was good because it didn't solve the problem, but it definitely brought awareness to like, yep, this is the thing that I need to focus on being with for a while. Yeah. And letting well, it stir and like since then i mean that was a couple of weeks ago yeah it's um, been about maybe two a weeks. month okay yeah um since then like my parts have just been showing my parts have been realizing oh shit like how we can help him is like literally doing more like taking stuff off of his plate that we can so like i've been doing more of the dishes since then like i've just been like trying to help more and the way that like speaks your language mm -hmm. speak the it speaks the language for your parts to like 
physically let them know that I am here, like that I care, that mm-hmm. I see you, that I care, that I'm trying to make this easier for you best I can. Um, and it's not, it's not like I just, I mean, yeah. It, and it felt like, oh, it felt like this was an expression of just my true genuine heart, not like codependency, not like I'm not okay unless he's okay. And I need to like help him be okay. It was like, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with you being like feeling exactly how you feel. And you can feel that as long as you need to, or as long as you do. But I just, I just want to meet you in that. So it was like, oh, it, it felt really cool to, to, to kind of uncouple that from my codependency because I think parts of me before were like, no, that's codependent. Like he can handle his own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it was like, oh, okay, this is the middle way. You know, I just want to show up for him and give extra of my energy to him just because like, God damn, he's got to feel lonely. And like, I just want him to know that he's not alone in this mm-hmm. any more than he has to be. Mm-hmm. And so since then, your parts have been letting me in more mm-hmm. like you've been you've been sharing some like deep stuff with me mm-hmm. and like when you're feeling what you feel like you you talk about it usually or yeah and it's been so fruitful it's like I'm so glad that you did and then here we are like a couple weeks later kind of on the other side of something big you know like that that moment when I asked you when you felt lonely, like you have been working through that mm-hmm. and we have been working through that until now. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there's more stuff to to work through because you're still working at your job and stuff. But like, it does seem like you've come to a new understanding or you've you've moved forward in some way in the inner yeah. world. Well, there's. Yeah, there's. This is part of where for the masculine too a lot of the times having this reflected back allows you when you have the tools to look on the inner world and see what's going on make some sense of this i've also been seeking a lot of advice and Mm -hmm. information and really just sharing a lot of these experiences with my mentors as well Mm -hmm. um and it's it's good because it shows that you have support and when that's kind of the cure to loneliness is when you start to feel support from other people yes oh isn't that so true yeah Yeah. because then you can see like no i'm i'm not on my own here like there i am the one who's on the journey but there are other people who are invested in me being successful and want to help me be successful. And the advice that they give really helps to reorient all that kind of clutter and chaos that's going on in, in the inner world um, to keep moving you forward, even if you're still stuck in it. I mean, we have made a lot of progress in the things that we're working on. This podcast is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um but there's still still plenty of like room to go mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we're only on the the 40 yard line right now yeah but more than ever i feel like we are in this like together yeah that's the thing where when you start to connect back again from being in a place of of loneliness or being kind of disconnected man it it 
it puts another like candy coating layer on your relationship in general and just strengthens that bond Mm -hmm. yeah and uh something just popped into my head so i'll share it too maybe i'll just talk about the salvation fantasy on this episode because this kind of ties right into it um but like i couldn't connect with you like this if i still if my parts still needed you to be my savior yeah Mm -hmm. like if i still if my parts were still dead set on you know if i can just find the perfect man that you know that can meet meet all these parts needs and like won't require any extra energy from me (laughs) (laughs) basically um you know then i'll be all right and so for actually a lot of our relationship i was judging you against that like i needed you to be that i didn't i needed you to be not human Mm -hmm. i needed you to be like the my my salvation fantasy so like here here's the salvation fantasy thing in our trauma um when trauma happens to us our parts uh kind of bifurcate so they go into there's a part of us that that is experiencing the trauma and that are protecting us from the trauma all that kind of stuff and then there's another side of it where there are parts of us that are that have the salvation fantasy of of the opposite of our trauma happening and so uh, these parts are like if we can just get the opposite of our trauma and we can have you know like you can be the dad that i never got to have um if i just have this this partner that sees me all the time and yeah basically that that is my savior that's the the perfect partner that doesn't require any extra energy from me Mm -hmm. um then like then like that's what i need then my then i won't have to feel so lonely that i won't feel so ashamed anymore then like like that's the ticket out of this but like the truth is that that actually keeps you in your trauma because you'll never find that (laughs) you'll never find that and the origin of that is just as much in your trauma as your pain is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so uh as that gets healed I have seen you as a as a human being more and more and just like let you be fucking wild ass man you know like let you be a separate person from me not Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be anything other than you are for me Mm -hmm. like I just want to be in this with you like we are just two humans going through life together best we can And so, like, I wouldn't be able to see your loneliness if I was just seeing you for the salvation fantasy that you weren't. Yeah, your salvation fantasy is not allowed to be lonely. Yeah. Or to experience that. Yeah, well, that's that's just, like, (laughs) not even something that my parts would think about. Like, my parts would think about criticizing you for you know, not figuring your shit out already and like getting, getting a direction. And that helps, you know, that, that always yeah. helps uh-huh. to get criticized for the thing you're struggling with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this is, I, I remember I tweeted this. I was like, Oh, this is such good advice. Um, Next time you want to criticize your partner instead, ask them if they feel lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See where that takes you. Yeah. And that might take you in a pretty vulnerable place. So be warned because vulnerability is going to save us all, but we have to sign up for it. We have to be courageous enough to 
to go there yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's been my loneliness story have you been experiencing any loneliness um hmm uh yes but just just because I've moved and just because um well well I think like hmm okay let me hmm. think about this okay first of all you've always done a really really good job of letting me be human yeah yeah like and and like really seeing me as a person and yeah that's been really really cool yeah I mean that's part of so healing that's I think it's a little bit of the legacy of how I relate to people mm -hmm. and how I've been successful in relating to people is mm -hmm. like there's just a part of me that perhaps is the a little bit of the, the lonely child in me that wanted someone to just see me mm -hmm. is it always tries to like kind of see through the shiny exterior or the not so shiny exterior that people have and just see them as like this is a person oh you do do that I do 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 you that. do 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 <laughs> and uh with the power of parts language makes that even better because then not only can mm -hmm. I see you as a person but I can see you as a person with all these parts trying to do all this crazy shit for you yeah and that's been a really powerful thing for us because when you're lonely because you've gone through very lonely phases in the past fuck. and fuck. you tell me and a lot of the times it's kind of touch and go where you kind of have to bring in compassion bring in curiosity bring in a little bit of like hey why don't you share what's going on with me because it's important for me to know mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of the times being able to be self-led and not be taken over by your parts because sometimes when uh you ask for vulnerability you get shit you don't want to hear yeah that's <laughs> or you right. get parts that come forward that are expressing something that's not always kind or mm -hmm. nice but necessary to be spoken mm -hmm. and it's really powerful to be able to hold space for that mirror that back to you and Sila and and let you know like yeah parts like I hear you but something different going on out here let's mm. let's bring you back here yeah yeah god yeah so many times especially in our relationship like I stop seeing you I stop like seeing reality it's like you just start seeing through the knot holes of your pain of yeah. your trauma it's like man it's lonely holes the lonely holes <laughs> going on down to the lonely hole <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah so I think I don't I don't feel this way um as much anymore but I think I was feeling a little bit lonely as well with the stuff that I was struggling with during that time too or just like since I've moved down here because you've loved living down here and there are parts of me that just have not mm -hmm. and so I feel that kind of feels lonely um and also I've just had a hard time since moving down here like for a lot of different reasons oh yeah I was gonna say my Saturn return I moved seven times two and a half years yeah. I've moved seven times like absolutely exhausting and then this last time I moved states which is it almost feels like moving countries a little bit it's like the culture <laughs> is so different but um well it's still on the, the west coast at least but yeah thank god thank god 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I like, there have been parts of me that have just like, whenever I'm struggling with something like really, really deeply, the, I call them my nine parts, my Enneagram nine parts, and they just want to play games on my phone. They want to smoke bowls. They want to like check out, like they barely want to be here. Mm -hmm. and they just like hijack me like really take me over and it's not even necessarily something that I can because if I really just go to war with them like that's equally as unhealthy and unhelpful mm -hmm. and so it's it has been challenging for me to find my middle way mm -hmm. with that um and so it was kind of a hard dynamic with us because like what really helped your parts was when I was able to take more action and like physically help you with more things like that's that spoke your language. But like um, with those nine parts, like in the way that I check out like that before I before I like had the understanding that, oh, you're lonely, too. Like my nine parts would not have been able to like even think about doing that or like mm -hmm. that couldn't have been a priority for them. And so, so like your parts have been carrying like during that time, so much burden, like with your job and, um, you know, just like time burden and like doing shit that you don't want to do. And I have been kind of stuck in my nine parts. And so your parts are like, okay, she needs to like start doing shit now. Like when is, when is the action going to happen? And so I think I've felt kind of lonely in that because I have parts that are like, I know, I know, I know. I It's just like really hard for me right now. And then again, you know, just like we said, it's great to be criticized for the thing you're struggling yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if so you I can't tell that's absolutely a thousand percent sarcastic. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. As much as you can. But honestly, that's probably what most criticism is in relationships is criticizing the thing that your partner struggles most is, is currently struggling with and feeling mm -hmm. most lonely in. And I mean, that's why, by the way, I'm just going to say this again. Yeah. Like I'll say, we should say this every episode. Um, it is, I, I think it's really healthy to have a no criticism policy in your relationship. As much as you can. Yeah. Like we, like we don't criticize each other. Mm-mm. Like criticism is a criticism and resentment are the relationship killers. Oh man. Like yeah. you can, you can have a relationship where you have hard conversations about the needs you need to get met and all that stuff without criticism. Mm -hmm. Criticism is totally unnecessary. Yeah. Criticism should be only used as a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except when you call me a bummer. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> That's in like, another episode. Yeah. To kind of go off of that same thing. Sometimes you have to uh, be a little bit aware, too, of you may be criticizing or like not positively commenting on something that someone's struggling with because you're unaware. Yeah. And that's, you know, part of relationship, too, is you got to ask those questions and you got to kind of have that insight of if someone's if 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 you're expecting someone to be doing something and they're not doing it. It's not because they're, you know, worthless or they're not trying hard or they're just a, a bummer. <laughs> uh, 
um there's there's usually a pretty legitimate reason behind it even if they are doing not doing it because they don't want to like there's a layer deeper with that Mm -hmm. and just criticizing someone is like the least motivating way to motivate someone yeah our policy is is also a zero shame yeah relationship here Mm -hmm. because as much as everyone's been taught that shame is like the king of of motivators it is actually the worst like you might as well just get out a belt and like slap someone and say like get it giddy up Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. which unfortunately was the the way people used to do it too so (laughs) human evolution human evolution Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes when you see that your partner is struggling with someone or they're not meeting your expectations first of all you got to check your expectations because expectations are a one-way road to being disappointed (laughs) yeah i I think expectations are different than the needs that you need to get met right Mm -hmm. and then ask them uh you know you can have an open and honest conversation of like this is the thing i kind of was expecting from where you're at right now in life and it doesn't seem like you're you're even going that way like tell me what's going on yeah yeah like yeah so i i think ow fuck my hips god damn oh sorry i'm turning into old lady people (laughs) oh um yeah so i think that's kind of where i was feeling lonely is like i've been really struggling inside but it's oh I've been struggling in luxury and a luxury of time. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so uh, I, I think it was really powerful and motivating for me to see your loneliness. And because it gave me a reason to, to start moving more or to start like, you know, physically showing up for you more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, loneliness and relationships. It's, it's one of those things and it does not mean that your relationship is bad or that it's on the rocks or it's you know totally off course because it's a kind of a natural thing that happens every once in a while because we're all individuals here trying to do our best and we can forget that we do better when we're in communion with each other and i can only imagine how hard it is to stay connected and to not feel lonely when you have kids yes like i bet people with kids feel hella lonely in their relationships yes. sorry you... not to rub it in people but no i me... see you like god yeah, damn i see a you very clear priority set that uh a lot of the times takes most of your focus yeah i mean because both people our our loneliness and disconnection was from just we were living life quickly you know mm-hmm. like we had just we had we moved twice last year like i had all kinds of new stuff going on with my business you started a new job like Mm -hmm. i think when we really just start living life super quickly um it can be easy to start feeling lonely Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a part of that thing in relationship where getting routines and getting stability that's usually always a good thing because then that gives you time to really move forward with other things gets your basic needs met all that kind of stuff but when everything is just a routine then you have to remember to add some chaos in there to spice <laughs> yeah. it up yeah some yeah shake it up some vulnerability i mean that's the whole idea why people are like you need to have a date night and it's like yeah you do need to have that time where you set everything aside and all you do is just the two of you focus on each other mm-hmm. and like find out what the fuck's going on yeah and and like let it be awkward at first or let it be like kind of cringy or mm-hmm. let it be like 
I don't know. I don't know what to say to you now. <laughs> you know, like that's okay. That's oh, it's one of my favorite quotes by uh, David White. He's like, and that those times when it could be your partner, but it can be literally anybody when there's two people and you're like, I don't know exactly like how to start this or I don't know what to say. He's like, that's when you know you're about to have a real conversation. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so good. So like, and and he also says, well, actually, um, it's a Zen Cohen, I think, that says, uh, intimacy is not knowing. Mm-hmm. So when you can enter that space of not knowing what to do next or what comes next, suddenly you are very intimate with the present moment. Mm-hmm. And what uh yeah, and and like what might want to be said next what your heart might want to say next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so i'd like to i'd like to make this a little more practical for people too and i I also want to say one more thing so um throw some practicality yeah so one i i'm willing to bet there's a lot of people out there who feel lonely in their relationship and i wanted to say that that it can feel especially lonely when you're in a relationship because when you're in a relationship, like you've committed to that person or in a monogamous relationship, like you've committed to them, like they're your person, Mm -hmm. you're not going to like get that loneliness need met romantically, like outside of the partnership. But if you're feeling lonely in the partnership, and you're feeling like your person isn't even like connected to you, and you can't really like go out, go out of the relationship without like blowing it up. Mm -hmm. Like, what did those people do? Like, that's what I mean, like the practice. sit on your hands, do nothing. That was me when I first moved down here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, when I was still living in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. You sit on your hands and do behave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I mean, like, if it's been going on for a while, like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I would just say it's the thing that you really don't want to do, but, like, tell your partner how you're feeling. Yes vulnerability mm-hmm. tell your partner that you're feeling lonely tell your partner like how loneliness feels in your body mm-hmm. especially if you're a feminine creature talking to a masculine creature telling him like the impact that it's having on you in your body and like how it physically feels like they understand that language yes we do yeah yeah, because like when you're saying I'm feeling this and I'm feeling this and I'm feeling like this, the masculine's like, okay, that's great. But like, as soon as you say, and it feels like th- it feels like you know the sinking feeling in my body, and it's like heavy. It's like, you know, it's like then they're like, oh, it's like that. Oh, got it. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And the opposite way, because this goes from both sides, men yeah. and women, mm-hmm. like men. When you can surrender to letting out those emotions and sharing that vulnerable vulnerably with your partner, uh, that turns on that sexual mag- magnetism between the two of you. Yes, uh-huh. it does. It will bring that feminine creature closer to you. That's because... the intimacy that she's been waiting yeah. for. The very thing that you think you're not supposed to talk about like yeah intimacy doesn't have to always be sexy times intimacy can be the this is the thing i'm struggling with right now these are the emotions that i don't know how to sort out these are the thoughts in my head that i don't think are good thoughts but 
I, I need to share them with you because I need, I need to get this out of, out of my head. And this is where parts work really comes in handy because you don't have to say like, this is what I think. And this is like, you can say a part of me thinks this. Mm-hmm. And like, I think underneath that part is this part that's feeling really lonely. Mm-hmm. Like you can mm-hmm. just explain it in a way that makes fucking sense. That doesn't, that doesn't make like this part of you thinking this like bad and air quotes thing, all of you, it can just be a part. It can be a part of you. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's not so threatening. Mm-hmm. Any other last little bits of practicality? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about that's about a podcast. That's a proper podcast. That's a yeah, proper that's a podcast. Good, yeah. good old start to season four. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if this has triggered anything in you to say, you know what, I am lonely. I'm going to go have a vulnerable conversation. Mm-hmm. Then we're proud of you. Yeah, we are so proud of you. Go fucking do it. Go be mm-hmm. cringy. Go be awkward. Like I swear yep. to God, a better life is on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vulnerability always leads to closer connection. Closer connection brings you, the both of you, forward in time. Okay, well, here's one thing I want to say about that. All right. Because it really depends on the type of partner that you're with. Because if you are with a partner that will uh, use your vulnerability against you or that will criticize you for it, like, like vulnerability always brings you closer when your partner is, has the capacity for that. This is true. And this is a much bigger subject for another podcast. Yeah. But so still. Like, I would say give your partner the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. because a little bit of vulnerability can crack. Like it's, it's the soft things that crack the hardest mm-hmm. fucking stone shells. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. but, but I just, so I like you owe it to yourself to be vulnerable about how lonely you feel mm-hmm. yeah that's so that's what i'd want to say about that all right mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna leave it Cut. okay everybody well go forth be vulnerable connect with each other and uh leave loneliness in the past that's right all right jordan james all right okay okay sorry last one thing all right sorry. one last thing everybody okay so i want to <laughs> i just want to say like the go try being vulnerable and if your vulnerability is consistently like i would say give yourself a good fucking few months of of showing up more vulnerably in your relationship and for feeling lonely um and if your vulnerability is consistently like criticized or if it's used against you or if your partner consistently withdraws from you like that might be a sign that's like oh okay i'm going to be lonely in this relationship if like things don't significantly change and that could be a very vulnerable conversation right there yes yeah so it's like you you won't really know like this is i feel like people just like when they're feeling lonely in a relationship they just jump ship before they actually show up more vulnerably yeah this is true Mm. yeah and so like try to show up more vulnerably and then let the chips fall where they may because your vulnerability will make it really clear whether this is a relationship that you can feel belonging in Mm mm-hmm and I think I think a lot of people might be surprised, you know, when they start showing up more vulnerably. Oh yeah, the belonging that mm-hmm. they're met with. Mm-hmm. But if it, if they consistently just feel more and more lonely, the more vulnerable they show up, 
that can be a sign that there's something bigger happening in the relationship well you need to get them listening to the hardest muscle podcast because yeah. that'll break all that shit wide open uh -oh. and everything will be solved that's right all of your problems are solved with the Heart is a Muscle podcast. Let's be very clear right Let's now. Let's be really clear. <laughs> yes, this is all Okay, super, now super I feel important. complete. <laughs> Jordan feels complete. Um, but yeah. I'll be popping on in the middle of the yeah. night. Like, wait, guys, one last thing. <laughs> we'll edit it at the end here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you have to give each other the benefit of the doubt because you're both humans. You're both trying your best, even if it doesn't seem like it. So yeah, be good to each other out there, all right? Yeah, we're, we're good to each other. We're going to keep being good to each other. Okay, everybody. We're shutting this one down. Season four is off like no one else. That's right. All right. Off like no one else. Like Let's, no go. One. <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for enjoying this episode of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. We really enjoy creating this content for you, and we want to share some more resources so you can get even more content. So take it away, Jordan. That's right. If you want to follow either one of us on socials, if you want to work with either one of us, if you want access to our YouTube channel, if you want to buy our book, <laughs> links to all that stuff is on our Patreon. So that is patreon.com slash the heart is a muscle. Now, you don't have to join Patreon to get access to those links. Um, but you probably should. <laughs> the The more that you support us and support this channel, the more that we can create this awesome content to help support you, because that's really why we do this. We want to make your guys' lives better and uh, your support really matters. Yeah. And what you'll get when you join Patreon is a shout out in our next episode. And you will also get access to listener requests where you will get to request what you want us to talk about in future episodes. So from the Heart is a Muscle podcast to you guys, thank you so much for all the support, all the feedback. We really, really enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Truly love you guys so much. Bye. Bye-bye.